Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, what is going on here? This is Jules Dan here. Welcome back to the show. Today, my guest is Tuan Lu, and Tuan is the founder of PredictableScaling.com and Empire Launch Publishing, and he's only 29, and he's helped multiple companies scale to seven figures, but I wanted to bring him onto the show because I know that maybe you're posting a bit of content, you're getting a few referrals in, but how do you actually scale your business using your email list? Um, and as you know, I'm really fond of helping businesses scale with their email list. So I wanted to get other people's opinions in there and you know, talk about some of the challenges that they've experienced with trying to scale. And so that way, you can learn from their experiences. Um, but without further ado, let's get into Tuan's interview. He does, I did post this, so it would be very timely for the end of the year. So he has a special offer that's only valid until the end of the year. So stick around to the end of the episode to hear that. It's a free offer, so keep that in mind. Um, and other than that, let's enjoy the episode with Tuan Lu. It's a good one. Hey, this is Jules Dan here from Storytelling Secrets. I'm joined by Tuan Lu. Tuan, thank you for coming on the show today. My absolute pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, got another Aussie on board. Super love it. Uh, we're going into season two here. Um, the next 200 episodes, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, I was wondering if you could tell my audience, Twine, a little bit about you, your backstory, uh, how you got to where you are right now. Yes, awesome. Awesome. So um, my journey sort of started out um, since uh, the day I was born. Um, my oh, really? own uh, family, yeah, growing up in, I was growing up in a sort of a self-employed household. Both my parents uh, um, were uh, Vietnamese immigrants and they've always sort of like, you know, like, uh, uh, done their own sort of thing so the natural path for me was always to start my own business as well right um because for example growing up going to school nothing really made sense why people went the uh, you know traditional path go to school get a job you know so on and so forth um so around my third year of university right i remember sitting down one of those course counseling different sort of like sessions and then i had a bit of reflection and it dawned upon me that uh you know, I wasn't going to go down this route, right? I was studying psychology at the time because I always had an interest in, uh, you know, human psychology, why people mm-hmm. did what they did. Yeah. Um, but obviously the traditional career path wasn't for me. So I thought, all right, so, you know, um, let's uh, uh, quit, right? So then essentially I um, went down the path of, um, you know, doing businesses. I, um, you know, started and failed a couple of different, uh, couple of different ones. Like I started, I remember first business was with a, a web design agency. Um, I tried a couple of things like uh, uh, e-commerce, dropshipping, affiliate yeah. marketing. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the typical ones people start. Exactly, exactly, the shiny ones. And um, I eventually um, came across uh, starting your own self-publishing company, right? Publishing mm. 
uh, eBooks and promoting marketing for yourself and for uh, other authorities, right? So that was how I started to get some initial traction, which allowed me to live a bit of a digital nomad existence for a little while, okay? Um, and then around March 2020, um, when the, um, it was announced that uh, Australia was shutting its borders and Australia was shutting its borders, you know, even between yeah. each... Uh, states um i decided you know what i haven't seen my family for a while you know I've, um, i don't know when i'll be actually be able to physically uh be with them again so i came back um to be with them around march 2020 right back to adelaide which is a very sleepy quiet town uh, they call it city of churches right um i used to joke around in my um one of my um because i used to do a lot of um, public speaking for um different crowds about entrepreneurship and stuff yeah and i used to joke around and say that adelaide is great if you want to retire or you want to start a family but if you want to see the world and you know basically you know expand your dreams then uh leave for a while right but coming back was one of the best decisions because it allowed me to reset my uh, blank mental state in a uh very slow taking it easy kind of environment yep. and then it got me thinking okay so let's just say that um because before that i was traveling a lot but let's just say for the next two or three years we were stuck in the same place right um do I want to walk out of that without something like significant that I want to build, right? Or do I want to basically, you know, have make some sort of like significant meaning impact and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Um, and at the time I was trying to combine different types of uh, skill sets and things which I've achieved uh, over the last few years, right? So succeeded in different types of businesses, um, invest in different masterminds and programs. I, so I um, settled for uh, starting a marketing agency, right? So helping uh, real estate agents, right? And mortgage brokers uh, basically generate leads, uh, acquire clients um, in a leveraged way, right? And that scaled really, really quickly. We were leveraging a, um, a system that um, at the time in Australia wasn't quite as, as heard of yet. It was more prevalent in the US, but it wasn't so much um, the case here. And then it, Mm -hmm. And it quickly scaled up, and then a lot of agency colleagues then started bringing that on board. I like to joke with them that we've kind of started becoming one of the most copied lead gen agencies in uh, yeah, that's the awesome. country, right? Um, from there, though, I started actually just um, a lot of people reached out to for help. So I did a little bit of coaching until a friend of mine said, You should start, you know, you should actually, uh, you know, consult and coach officially. So I thought, Oh, guess I should, right? And then it kind of just stumbled upon uh, that path, basically. Um, and so since then, I've been doing a bit of coaching and consulting for um, B2B uh, service-based providers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, coaches and consultants. Um, and so this is where we are here at, right? Where in 2022, we're going to be consolidating a lot of um, the deliverables into um, and also refining the message into helping coaches and consultants, right? Build authority, be seen as a leading expert in their space, right? Being able to... Uh, stand out, especially the last few months uh, uh, from a lot of the clients um, and a lot of colleagues, they're feeling like this space is getting more competitive, right? And in order oh, yeah. to keep innovating and to stay up to date, right? We obviously obviously sat down with the team and go, okay, so link to 2022, what are we going to reboot, right? That's going to help people uh, basically get out of mainstream, playing the mainstream and going into basically... Um, um, being positioned as an authority, right? Mm -hmm. And the way we're going to do that is uh, what we're going to be starting to launch in 2022, right? Which um, brings together a lot of 
what we were just talking about here, right? So uh, the book publishing, um, the marketing, the lead gen, and yep. so on and so forth, right? Yep. Okay. That's uh, so. So just so I'm clear, we've got. It sounds like you got a few different businesses going. You've got the ebook publishing. You've got the coaching and consult. You've got consulting for coaches, consultants to help them grow their authority. And then, are you still also doing the lead gen for mortgage brokers and real estate agents? Yeah, we are. Although, like I said, we we're going to be slowly consolidating yeah. everything All into together. one, right? Yeah. Um, into what is exactly um, how we're going to help people stand out, which is with authority, essentially. Mm, okay, cool. Now, uh, Tuan, the thing I wanted to bring up on this podcast is uh, big challenges with my audience right now listening is that they're getting in clients, say, through referrals, random acts of marketing, organic content. I'm, I'm sure you can relate to that. Um, but I, I yeah, can yeah, also yeah. imagine how uh, a lot of your success from particularly maybe from the ebook publishing, or I'd be happy to hear from your experiences, uh, how to leverage the email list to grow and expand um, your business or, or how you've done it. I'm just curious to hear like what, what are some things that you maybe did wrong at the start? And then what are some big learnings along your journey that have just, you know, taken things off? Cause it does, for you to just become the number one most copied uh, legion expert for mortgage brokers doesn't happen by accident. So I, I want to hear what's, uh, what's, what's been the secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, in regards to um, email, I guess the, the first mistake I made and I made this for so many years for um, the initial uh, web design business and the other ones is not the I mean, is very obvious, but not even capturing an email list or yeah. a, a batch of people to begin with, right? Because mm-hmm. when you start out, um, usually this the issue is people are very tunnel vision, right? And they want to, they're, they're basically asking themselves, how do I get a client, right? How do I get the next client? So they focus on how do I get more customers, how do I get more leads, how do I get more, you know, so on and so forth. But they don't have any consideration into um, building um, essentially a herd, right? Or or a, a tribe of people that, right. um, that like you, that resonate with you and what you're about. Because in uh, 2020, 2021, um, you're still only selling products and services, right? The technical delivery, delivery of the thing then 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 you're always going to be commoditized because everyone else is doing the same thing right mm. so so one thing is like building up the email list right but in order to even just have people coming back and you know opening emails reading it or even just hitting you back up via different other means right you got to be about um values missions things that are basically bigger than just hey i'm just going i'm going to get you I'm going to get you 10, 15 more, you know, appointments, more listings, so on and so forth, right? Um, so in the beginning, obviously, it wasn't capturing any emails at all, right? So the way of the rectifying that is obviously start asking for it, right? Being Like being able to offer them something in return, okay? Um, so when we were running a publishing business, this one is a very, very simple, right? Um, obviously, getting a book, out uh, publishing a book establishes your authority. Um, but a mistake that I see with a lot of authors is they don't give them next steps, right? So then a lot of people, yes. maybe they buy the book, they read it. It's like, great book. Now what? Thank you so much, right? Um, and there's no next steps for them to, um, you know, see how they could work further with you. Because um, if you don't, inspire and to lead people down a direction that would be helpful for you know everybody involved then they're not going to draw that conclusion on their own they're putting 
it's an amazing it's amazing yeah. values amazing content because it is right yeah people like so, to be led like you're just saying yeah. so exactly exactly so that's the first so that's the thing right um building that up right and uh, using using a, a multitude of different platforms right so um with our agency for example um we not only just collected the list but one thing that will be helpful for the audience listening um is if you have at least even just look um a little bit of traction a little bit of traffic into website start running retargeting traffic right so if you have let's just say a case study or a very good piece of content right start running a dollar a day um uh, retargeting ads right um and these are the people who if they're on your email list and they've seen your content every time they go on facebook right for instance right uh, your retargeting is just going to uh um, follow them around and just mm, keep nurturing smart. them to keep that relationship going right and so I think there's a lot of informational asymmetry um, going on at the moment where a lot of the beginner coaches and consultants still assume, oh, you know, it costs a lot of money to run wow. ads and to test so on and so forth, right? Now, to run a dollar a day retargeting, right, just to, just to follow around um, people you've pixeled on your site and, you know, people that, you know, like also those same people from the email list, um, that is valuable because the when you get on a when you get on a discovery call, right? The last thing you you want is to sell someone completely cold because the energy to actually get them to the finish line. If yeah, they and they'll be asking your no questions as well instead of the other way around. Exactly, exactly, right? And so now that you've built a relationship with the email list, right? Mm-hmm. And now that you've also kept nurturing them and they've seen you like frequently. Um, when you get on the call, it's a lot easier. Like as you were saying, yeah, I saw your thing, you know, as so it just makes it a lot, a lot easier for you. Okay. I like that, man. So people who have landed on the website, they need to be pixeled. I just add, just so I'm, I'm, I want to get this clear. Is it, are you only running retargeting ads if they're on your list as well? Or are they just people who've landed on your website and then you're trying to get the email from that ad? So there's obviously different um, campaigns that you can segment with, right? Mm-hmm. So those who maybe have just landed on your um, your, your basic homepage, there are those who maybe they've uh, booked a call, right? There are those who maybe um, didn't show up. So there's different pathways that you can take people down, right? Um, last thing you want, especially because there's no excuse to now anymore with what we have available to uh, tailor the relationship pathway based on the scenario that the clients are in, yeah, right? On the on the um, journey, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. it all leads down the same path, which is you guys are going to be working together, right? Doing some absolutely amazing work. And if you are good at what you do, you're going to deliver good results. But you cannot speak to someone who's at point A the same way that you're at point B, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that clears things up. Um, I'm curious to hear. So let's just say someone's feeling you, you know, maybe they're just getting a bit of traffic on the website, but they still got the pixel data. And then they're talking to someone on Facebook, a dollar day retargeting. What, what are those follow-up emails going to be? So they put their hand up and be like, yeah, sure. I'm interested to see I don't know, a case study or freebie, or whatever. What do those follow-up emails typically look like? Cause the thing that I love doing, especially with post Facebook ads is to use stories to break down objections, but to make the person really feel safe and, and feel like, oh, okay, like this person's legit. But I want to hear from your from your angle. Yeah. So the most powerful thing is not what you say about your business, because everybody can get on, you know, and say that we are the best at XYZ. Mm-hmm. But what's more powerful, the most powerful form of credibility is what 
other people say 100% about how you've helped them. And the best way you show that is with um, case studies, testimonials, uh, social proof, right? Um, so the follow-up emails, right? And the way that it looks like is if you were to say book in a call, okay? Um, and you were completely cold, you know, obviously in the back of your head, like, you know, I want to learn more. I want to do some research about, you know, yeah. this company, you know, like how to help and is it best for me? Now, in terms of handling objections, obviously, as, as you would know, the worst way to do so and probably begin a level one where, you know, someone's got to start somewhere is to, is to answer the objection directly, right? Like, example, I've been, I've been burned by eight or nine other marketing agencies, right? What, what makes you so different? You know, I'm cautious, blah, blah, blah. Yep, big one. You, you can handle that directly or you can tell a story, right, about your client. That's why when you start out, you've got to put in all your energy into, you know, um, getting those case studies. So then you have the story, okay, so then they can relate to. And then it solves a few things, right? So then it, it solves the objection that you're, handle, you're trying to hand, that you're handling, but it also gets them connecting with the person, right? Because mm. as you know, in copy, facts tell, stories sell, right? So stories is the ultimate form of leverage in terms of knocking down all those dominoes to get them to, you know, to the finish line. 100% dude. Um, that's exactly just the formula to a T. It's like you said, being indirect with this because then maybe not super aware. So using a story to really highlight that. Um, like I remember this one launch email I wrote for a client. He, they were all afraid. So he was selling a product to how to sell from stage. And mm. the big objection people had was I don't like sales because it's pushy. I've had bad experience with it. Um, but we don't say, are you afraid of sales? Or are you afraid <laughs> of being a pushy salesperson at the start? Like, it doesn't work that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you like to just write like an outline of all, all the different reasons why that might not buy? Like, I'm curious to hear your process, man. Yeah, for sure. So when you start out, um, the biggest thing, and this is something that's uh, become quite obvious with my uh, coaching incubator with some of the um, students where, especially because of our success in the real estate, a lot of them want to get into real estate because for no other reason other than it's a proven path, right? Now, the thing that makes everything works is you yourself having, you yourself and your team having the understanding of who you're helping, who you're selling to, right? Mm -hmm. And that's done, for example, conducting uh, research, right? And not just research like um, Survey Monkey stuff, but actually sitting down back to back to back Zoom calls, right, with people in your target market, um, in your niche, in your audience, asking them questions, basically, right? Yeah. Um, and it's really going deep about, you know, the typical Dan Kennedy stuff. Um, what, you know, what, what, what keeps you up at night? What are you afraid exactly. of? Yeah. Asosophagus boring. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> Um, just really getting deep about that, right? There's a conversation happening that they have internally. And if you're able to get as close to that as possible, right? That's, and you're able to articulate that and understand that, that's because of what's going to make things cut through, right? So the first thing is having that understanding. So then when you're having, say, these different objections, because I think what I'm starting to see is there's a lot of disconnected, disjointed methods and tactics. So on one hand, there's... Um, someone selling a mass class about objection handling, right? And there'll be yeah. liners and tactics strategies. And on another hand, it's like, you should understand your market market research. But when you bring the foundations together, everything interconnects, mm -hmm. right? Totally. So there's that disassociation going on. Now, 
in terms of relating it back to um, that, right, when you kind of start out, when, when we started out, we obviously had a lack of the case studies, okay? So mm-hmm. when you start out, you do need to just get on more calls, right? Get on more demo, discovery calls, um, understand what all the objections are, the common patterns that come up, right? And then when you actually, when you start getting the clients coming in and you start working with them, you then want to address those things when you're creating a story and a case study, right? You don't want to, because the, the one mistake I see um, is doing, creating a case study or creating some kind of authority for the sake of creating authority, right? There's no relevance and no, no strategic context. purpose. Yeah, exactly. There's no emotional relevance either. So if you're able to tie it back with all those things in mind, mm. right, then it makes a lot of sense to them because sales, sales becomes easy and effortless when you really, when you really just see yourself as a doctor and a surgeon that way, right? Rather than you versus them, right? Which is what I'm seeing a lot of basically. Yeah. Like just, just writing off, like you said, authority content to show off that you're the best rather than being empath- empathetic. Me like, look, I understand you're going through this particular emotional problem. I've helped people just like you. And maybe you can relate with this story. Let me explain dot, dot, dot. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool, man. All right. So I, I think that's a really good, uh, like touching uh, just a place to understand like what goes in those emails. I'm curious to hear as well with, with everything that's going on the last since like March, 2020. Um, have you guys, had, what would have been some challenges you've been facing with say like um, growing and monetizing the list? Like you got some momentum going, it's all going good, but like um, I'd love if you could just be open with the audience and say like, we found like this is a bit challenging, but we got over it by doing this for instance yeah for sure for sure so one thing that's uh um in the early days uh, we were a little bit guilty of right i was definitely guilty of is not following up as much right mm. not see how much value there is in in just keeping that relationship going right mm-hmm. so obviously now because of a lot of times there are basically old background habits and conditioning which gets you doing things in a automatic way right so i came from a very uh sales heavy background i did a fair bit of a stint um yeah in my early 20s in regards to door knocking you know direct sales such and such yeah that's actually another thing that allows me to connect very well with real estate agents and mortgage Always, yeah the best sales people best copywriters are people who are doing door to door so yeah yeah the advantage man that's like what they said um i think it was gary or gary halbert or dan k says it's they both um, said that know, Exactly. The best ones are door to door, door, belly to belly, you know, actually been in trenches. But we're back to the point. Um, that is also the downfall with a lot of people who come these days or just in general who come from sales backgrounds is that we're constantly pounding the pavement and that's sort of part of the mindset, right? Hunter mentality versus um, a farming one, okay? And because of that, um, our follow-up wasn't as good as it was, Okay. Um, so one thing that we started uh, doing a lot of, right, um, specifically was um, we started implementing uh, gifting, okay? So, for example, with clients, um, for clients who stay on, um, you know, a certain amount of time, a certain amount of months, right, we basically um, give them gifts. And in terms of account management, and everything sort of ties in, right, um, Just it's not quite so much the same methods for everybody, but... Um, at the end of every end of a month review, right? Um, you have a bit of a chat with them, you know, ask what they've been doing, you know, outside of business, you know, what they like to do for fun, you know, what yeah. they like to dine. Yeah. 
um, and you find out what they enjoy doing. And so therefore you can, for example, tailor um, certain, certain things, right? Certain people like say uh, gift emails, um, example, holidays, um, season, so on and so forth. Um, things that make people feel, okay, so this is beyond just a transactional um, back and forth, right? Yeah. Um, and doing more of it here. So that's uh, something where in the other days I, we were definitely guilty of not doing as much because the only thing that we're focusing on was, okay, so setting appointments, taking appointments, right? Sales, sales. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so with those gifts as well, um, are they, are you... Is it the same for, you said they weren't the same for everyone. So you're doing a bit of research into what the client might like or how do you pick the gifts that really resonates with uh, the client? Yeah. So, so for example, um, we have a um, client of ours in uh, Brisbane, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Him and his partner just loves going by the uh, South of the River and every every Friday they'd pick a, maybe a, a restaurant I want to go to. Maybe it's Mediterranean one night, maybe it's a Chinese the other night, so on and so forth. Um, so then what I have my assistant do is um, uh, research the different types of gifts, um, options available, right, in Brisbane, right, something that, that they could go and um, spoil themselves, enjoy themselves, or reward themselves, whatever, right, yep. uh, so nice. So I have my assistant research different options and then present them to me and I go, okay, so this would make sense, right, let's, um, let's send this to them uh, the, following, the following month, right? Um, so those little things definitely goes a long way in terms of uh, retention. And actually, yeah. here's, an, here's another gold piece of advice for um, your audience, right? So retention is, isn't so much purely just the result you deliver your clients. It's also psychological, right? Relationship is, is uh, retention is a big part, the relationship you have with them, right? And then these little things that uh, you do, right? Uh, that same client, for instance, last month, we sent over... Um, we sent over a uh, Amazon Alexa, right? And uh, because uh, they just uh, got into a new house and uh, they basically want all the smart appliances to be automated yeah. and so on and so forth, right? Um, but these little things definitely go a long way to just keep um, a client for for a long time. That's smart, dude. Where did you get these ideas for inspiration from? A lot of times it's just... Uh, so investing in masterminds and programs would give you... Uh, bits and pieces right but a lot of times guys it's just talking with the clients right it's just actually um being there because um one thing that you'll find is like i said back to i said maybe 10 15 minutes ago if (laughs) if you it's becoming a lot more competitive right in this day and age so you want you want to basically um build that kind of track record okay and you want to have that sort of longevity and the way you do that is just like keep talking to them feeling having keeping the pulse in the market keeping the pulse on your specific uh clients right they could become sort of part of your tribe right um these are things which you're not going to be able to come up just by yourselves and you're not going to be able to have coaches spoon feed you it's just going to come from your clients right and it's just having example the emotional intelligence to understand right um how do you put those pieces together essentially yeah it's like it's as simple as just giving a shit and listening to what your customers have to say wow (laughs) rocket science i mean i I know this is not the three-step secret i know it's not the three-step secret golden whatever it is guys but (laughs) you know it is what it is so yeah no man i love it okay um one thing i love to ask all my guests one is 
what's like what's the vision for perfect time it's December what's your vision for 2022 2022 so um as I was um, saying alluding to just early in the podcast um we're consolidating a lot of things into yeah. one right into our rebooted offer so the vision for 2022 is we're now going we're focusing on helping coaches consultants thought leaders and experts uh become best-selling authors right mm-hmm. get published so then they actually become seen as the number one authority in their space right um because as i was saying listening to the market and just see what's um uh, out there at the moment right there's a lot of mainstream thinking uh me too marketing like as in repeating it like repeating like um, regurgitated content on linkedin you mean exactly exactly stuff so what people what the audience is looking for is someone with skin in the game right um and and as you were saying earlier posting organic content is just not enough right anyone could just say these things okay so by publish what what is what is something that traditionally has always been um something that um as a sign of respect and a sign of um, uh, something that stands out yeah. and be able to position yourself above people, right? So it's getting published. Right? Like a physical book you can hand to people. Exactly, exactly. Getting yeah. published um, and then obviously um, knowing how to position yourself so then it, the book basically opens doors to opportunities, whether you want to land more clients, better mm-hmm. clients, you want to you know speak, right? A lot of times as well, um, I've actually, um, throughout the past several years, I got invited to a lot of, um, to do a lot of speeches and we've never actually ever outreached to actually um, do so yet. We may do so in the future, but um, I've actually never found that I had to do so because of, um, it's, it's the old saying, your reputation precedes you, right? Mm-hmm. Based on say the authority of the thing that you're speaking about. So that's the vision for 2022, right? Um, it's getting more crowded, more noisy. The answer isn't, Guys, the answer isn't more organic content. It's not more mass spamming the DMs, right? <laughs> it's not, you know, becoming a content monkey slave for Facebook stories and, and LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all those things in combination with a larger right strategy, but it's about becoming an authority and standing out and actually, you know, being someone who actually um, is good at what they do, right? Yeah. And then go, okay, so gives people the confidence. Okay. This is someone that uh, I want to work with. Right. And the mm-hmm. best way to consolidate all those things is to, you know, get a best-selling book. Right. And yep. then having that overarching performance strategy to just propel you into um, becoming an authority to your constituency, whatever that, you know, whatever that is. Uh, I'm hundred percent with you, man. And I'm actually, it's, it's kind of cool because I've started writing my own book very slowly, 20 minutes a day. But just chipping away at it because I've re- had that same realization as you. There are so many copywriters out there, not too many with a, a best selling book. So, yeah. Hey, I'm curious as well. Have you read the book uh, Making Them Believe by Dan Kennedy and Chip Chrysler? Yep. Okay. Yep. yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because principle yep. number one, gotta be that authority. Um, all right. Yeah. I'm glad you read that book. It's fucking good. Hey, uh, last yeah, question. Yeah. Last question as well to, to just wrap this all up. You know, okay, so you've got this big vision for 2022, um, helping helping coach consultants become the authority with the published book. What's something that might be a bit of a challenge or something you personally, you know, you need to overcome in order to help you achieve this goal? For ourselves. So for ourselves at the moment, right? Um, obviously, the messiness, as always, the messiness of 
consolidating things into foundations and business you always go through these iteration processes right where um, either you need to strip things away right or rebuild things from ground up for instance um so the big one for us is okay so taking these different pieces putting them back into one unifying um unifying foundation right um so that so far has been a little bit um messy and disjointed as of the last few weeks right um, but the way we get around that is, look, you just got to do the work, right? And then just bring it back together, yeah. right? Is that, is that um, just like testing stuff out and seeing what sticks? Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, we have obviously, it's just reaching out to people and speaking to them and seeing which, what, what points resonate, right? Mm-hmm. So the way you kind of look at this example, okay, so if the, the benefit and the transformation that you're helping someone with, in this case here, it's best-selling author, right? Um, what elements and what aspects, right, of something that people have maybe tried in the past, or maybe they've um, that's a hang up, right? So, for example, if if something resonates, right, but uh, what are the hang ups that would um, that would maybe prevent someone from actually making a decision to 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 um, step forward in that direction, right? It's having those conversations, right? It's doing that research. It's going back to the drawing board, right? So mm-hmm. the iteration, the business foundation research, that's a constant working process so that's something that's going to help you as a founder as an entrepreneur not become basically kind of in your ivory tower and kind of removed from the trenches in the market so as a ceo as a founder it is always your responsibility to know what's in the trenches right in terms of the pulse of the market so then you can have the best oversight to 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 basically look at okay this, this is the direction we're going into Okay, man. Iterations, testing stuff. It'd be really interesting how you consolidate all three things together. Because um, I just even just how you reverse engineered. I, I'd love to hear that when it's all done, man. Get definitely get you on for part two. So, Twan, uh-huh. what what is the best place? Or sorry, where is the best place for my audience to find you? And um, if you've got something free you like to give away, you're more than welcome to talk about that now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So. Um, first port of call is, um, you can reach me out on, uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn right now in, now if you shoot me a message there, then chances are it's going to take a little while. So the best way to reach me in terms of a uh, contact, you can reach um, via my assistant, Sophia, Sophia at growthbaseagency.com. Okay. Um, now in terms of, um, website, the very first iteration, right? The, just to give you guys a sneak peek in terms of what I'm, uh, what we're working on for 2022, right? Go to empirelaunchpublishing.com, right? Um, that's going to be the um, the the direction, right? That we're going into the coming year, helping thought leaders, coaches, consultants. In terms of um, in terms of free thing, right? Just because it's a little bit of a holiday season, it's uh, summer over here in Australia. Um, and I've cleared a lot of my plate for um, um, just a little bit of winding and reflection, uh, mm-hmm. winding down. I am offering for the first uh, five people, right, until until the uh, end of the year, right, a quick uh, half an hour uh, uh, discovery session, right, um, no pressure at all. You can just hop on. I can, uh, you know, um, have a bit of a chat, maybe offer a bit of value, learn about uh, where you guys are at with your coaching, consulting journey, um, and you know, help you brainstorm some ways to um, really kill it in 2022 and make things uh, 
a lot easier, right? And obviously, in full transparency, it just helps. Uh, I'm always about like understand the pulse of what's going on on the ground. So that's going to help me. But on the on the other side, is also going to help uh, you guys because um, you'll be able to walk away at least with maybe one or two things. That's going to be one of those things Dan Cage calls um, the small hinges that opens big doors, right? The levers. So uh, hopefully, uh, I can help you with uh, some of that. Nice man. All right. So you got till 31st of December first five people to hit one up for that free groundbreaking discovery call small hinges open big doors i heard that phrase so many times from my mentor Twan, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today i really appreciate it and um yeah have a good new year's and christmas dude thanks you too mate um pleasure for having me here and uh hope you guys have a have a have a good uh have a good holiday season Hey, this is Jules here. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. I really appreciate it. So if you want to go check out my guests' freebie, what they spoke about, learn a little bit more about them, maybe they've got an event they spoke about on the podcast, you're going to find all the information below in the podcast notes. And on top of that, if you really enjoyed the podcast, if you absolutely loved Storytelling Secrets, I'd really appreciate it if you go leave a review on iTunes. It helps get the podcast out to more people and uh, I'd be really, really grateful. On top of that, if you leave a review, a written review, I'd be more than happy to read it out on air. So you're more than welcome to drop a note, say hello to a friend, promote your business, whatever. The mic is yours, so to speak. So other than that, thank you so much for listening. Go leave a review and I'll see you next time on the podcast.